0: all right
1: hello and welcome to healing from within i am your host cheryl glick reiki master teacher and author of the newest book in a trilogy a new life awaits spirit guided insights to support global awakening which shares stories and messages that show us our greatest challenges are not economic, political, or societal, simply often a disconnect from our true inner soul wisdom and life force. Today, I am delighted to welcome Sherry Sterling Fernandez, author of Life Mastery, which shows readers that if they are not progressing... To a better version of themselves, they cannot achieve a true sense of joy and happiness, nor the fulfillment of their personal goals. Hello, Sherry, and thank you for joining us today to discuss your approach to life mastery. As indeed we all desire to grow and improve the quality of life for ourselves, our families, our friends, our world, and to to discover tools to achieve that goal.
0: Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you for giving me a chance to talk about some of these ideas I love so much.
1: Yes, I love them too. Sherry, as listeners of Healing from Within are well aware. uh, My courageous and intuitive guests and I share intimate stories and experiences that clarify the duality of life, both our physical and energetic or in a soul consciousness so we may begin to appreciate our spiritual gifts that allow us to conquer all the challenges, improve relationships, and find harmony, balance, peace, love, and compassion, leading us to more productive and purposeful life journeys. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Sherry shares her early childhood family chaos and how she simply knew... She was destined for great things and believed in her personal potential to achieve the best life for herself, family, and work experiences. We will be guided to understand the keys to embark on the quest for self-empowerment, which are the determination of your why or your goals, the what- what needs your focus and attention to achieve life mastery in eight different aspects of your life, and the how, getting an assessment of where you are, what goals and action steps to take, and the habits you need to instill or replace. Sherry, I always love to ask my talented guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that might have shown them or others the life values and lifestyle they would embrace as an adult. For if indeed we are born with a life plan or destiny, the seeds are sown in early childhood. So think back. Tell us something about your beginnings and the intuitive feelings you had, even though life around you perhaps was not reflecting that.
0: You know, I'm often asked if there was – who was an influence or who was there. We moved a lot, um, and, again, life was chaotic, and there there were people who loved me, no doubt, but there was nobody like there, if you know what I mean. There was nobody there at the crossroads, nobody there to to um, give me direction. There just wasn't, and so it's – I guess the universe provides <laughs> if nobody else shows up.
1: Yeah, uh, sometimes but, children, uh, sensitives are better off being – like that, allowed to develop themselves without too much input or negativity from the family or parents. Yeah, that might be true, especially with
0: those who are available to me. I don't think they had very much to, to, um, to nice people, but not much to give to. So yes. I just, I had a lot of time alone though, and I wandered around this little town we lived in, and I had a lot of time to think. And I also, for whatever reason, my mother, I'm just little, like eight, nine, ten, not, not even, well, ten a little bit. I moved, we finally left there when I was ten, but um I would go to movies and see double features with cartoons. I mean, that's been the day, you know, basically with the movies all by myself. I, I think maybe I saw, saw in the movies a life that I wanted, that I, I was gonna grow up and be glamorous mm-hmm. like these people. I'm not really sure. All I know is that I knew that I was gonna be um I was special. I was going to have do have a really special life, and I didn't know what that even meant. I just knew that I was somebody who was just well, destined to house for great things.
1: You know, I think maybe you sensed that there was more to life than you were seeing. Maybe you even talked to somebody upstairs, like a guide a teacher, an angel. Maybe you were aware within yourself that you were more than than other people. Expressed or showed you, and you know I was much the same way, really, very much the same way now I was a gifted student, I skipped two years of school, I graduated high school at sixteen, and uh work and helping the family, making other people happy was important to me, and I knew I wanted a home and a husband and a successful healthy life uh, That would mean contentment and security. And I knew you needed enough money to have all those things and to pursue learning experiences. But I loved the movies. I loved the arts. I loved interior design. I loved history. I loved learning. And I loved being on my own a lot. I wasn't really part of groups or clubs or belief systems or a religious system. So like you, I think I was a bit of a loner but still a participant in what interested me and absorbed me. So I wasn't lonely or bored. I was just trying to figure out what life was all about, who I really was. I didn't know I was a soul having a physical life. Even that's what I was and learned later on. So I think you and I were much the same. And I also didn't have much input from the grown-ups, which was good for us because yeah, I think so. they would have harmed us and slowed us down from reaching our true potential. So, can you tell us, Sherry, what you sense is the purpose of life?
0: I think each of us, and I don't just think this, I know this to be true, we all have so much more potential, and then we have a, a divine maybe potential, you might put it that way, it's infinite, whatever it is, and... Uh, and when we are on our journey towards that, even though we will never reach it in this life anyway, we're happy. When we progress, it's easy. People will ask me about that. Say, it's easy to understand that when we're stuck, we're miserable. We all know that people talk about, I'm stuck. I can't, you know, I don't know how to move forward. I'm unhappy. I'm stuck. We all know that's unhappiness, but we forget that the opposite is also true, that progress is happiness. And so when we're, we're, when we are becoming more And moving towards that that potential, in and it can't be lopsided. We can't be just moving towards our potential with money or with this thing or that thing. We have to be moving forward as a whole soul. And you kind of alluded to that. But when we're moving forward, developing all of our potential in all of our areas, our relationships, and our physical and our spiritual and our intellectual, then we're happy. And the nice thing is, it doesn't have to be big leaps. Just little. All there is is little tiny steps, and we just take. People say, well, where should we start to be happy? Just take one step forward and you'll be happier. Then take another step forward and you'll be happier. Just moving forward is
1: happiness. Yeah, I think the universal desire of mankind is to be happy and healthy and productive and in service. But it's in living a productive, healthy life that you have happiness. Happiness is really not the goal it's really what we are we are souls of happiness and joy and prosperity but we think it's in the doing but it's not in the doing it's in the being and uh personal progression is individual each soul is born with their own unique gifts and their own purpose for incarnating into this life and uh, the the people they're going to meet the jobs they're going to have the places they're going to live that's pretty much uh, decided even before they're born but how they react to everything the choices they make and the ability to move through all life all emotions good and bad They're not really good or bad. They're just experiences. But how we move through our challenges is how we know our happiness and peace and connection to all life ultimately, right? Mm -hmm. So personal progression toward an infinite potential, you wrote this, is the key to happiness. And in the Hebrew Torah you said, uh, Thou hast made him, man, a little lower than God. And crowned him with glory and honor. Well, I don't know. I don't even like to think a little lower. I think maybe a little mm, representative of God, a little <laughs>
0: no, I think that's true. son or
1: daughter of you know what I mean. <laughs> lower yeah. is like in terms of you know high or low, good or bad, which is really not how we should judge things. And then you talk about something Bruce Barton said. You give a lot of quotes from important people. And you said, Bruce Barton said, Nothing great has ever been achieved except by those who dared believe that something inside them was superior to circumstances. That's one of the best things I've read in a long time.
0: That's what I believed about, I guess. I didn't know it in those terms, but that's what I believed. I thought, here I was this rag muffin Child mostly didn't know walking around barefoot around town, um, and but I just assumed I was superior to circumstances, and um, so yeah, I believe that I believe that to be totally true and wish that everyone could believe that innately. But if not, we can choose to believe that.
1: Well, when you know that, when you don't, when it's not even a belief, but when you you know it to be true when you know you're a soul, when you know you're connected to divine energy. Call it, you know, universal truth. Call it divine. Call it Call it God. Call it a force of life, of creative life. Whatever you wish to call, it really does exist. And we really are part of it, and it's within us. And we are being guided by many circumstances and people we meet both here. And for those of us who meditate and go into that state of silence and really feel connected and safe to it, and uh, it it, it emboldens us uh, to go beyond our fears, we know it. It's not like we think we know it we really know it and I think you and I had a sense of it as children but we had to put the pieces together it's a big message for each of us and for all of us so since happiness cannot be found in a life that is out of balance and to have full mastery of our lives we must determine what needs improvement in each area of life mastery, and you tell us about some of the areas of life we must concentrate on, beginning with the spiritual self, and then you go on to other things. Tell us something about that.
0: (laughs) Well, we have um, a a saying that I like. I don't know who started it, but several people quote it, that if you climb the ladder of success and find it's leading against the wrong, you might climb the ladder of success and find it's leading against the wrong wall, right? Sometimes when we are pursuing success, it costs us too much. Yes. And so it won't be happiness if we're, we put all of our effort into one area of life. It doesn't matter what area it is. People are asking, which of these eight areas are the most important? Because none of them are the most important. They're all just part of a whole. And so if, if we, if we gain our goals in our financial goals or our work goals and we lose our relationships or we lose our health, or we, lack, we neglect our spirituality or um, any of the, any of those eight things, then we've lost too much. We lose our character if we don't. We lose our integrity uh, to, to gain what we want. Then we've lost the day. It's not going to be happiness. You won't go forward, but it won't be a happy forward.
1: Well said. So in other words, we need to work on all these areas because when yes. one is weak or damaged, it affects the others. Now, I'm a Reiki master energy practitioner so i tell people about the seven chakras which are the wheels of life that of light that spin around us which support our spiritual life but they also support our physical life and when one is wounded let's take the heart chakra you know if you take a hit to the heart chakra and that wheel of light starts to buckle or or get small and tight because it's been wounded, it will affect the other areas. And as a practitioner, I help to open up the energy and release the trauma and the fear and the hurt and the wound so that it can be restored and renewed. Alright? So then that wheel of light can start to spin around you and be healthy and nourish all the other Wheels of light. So, just what you just said about this is exactly uh, how our physical life is helped by the spiritual energy around and within us. So, let's go on to in the introduction to the book, you tell the story of Jerry Sternin. Who was sent by a humanitarian organization to Vietnam to find a solution to help feed the families as 65% of children under the age of 5 were suffering from malnutrition. And now Sternen didn't speak Vietnamese and he had little funding and little government support yet he found a brilliant solution by observing and being part, being part of the scene there actually participating. Tell that story. I love that story.
0: Well, I love that story. I've been looking for a chance to use that for years when I, when I was speaking. Mm. Um, it's what I love about the story is the solution that he came with. Didn't, my daughter told me the story originally, and I, I she told me the story about these Vietnamese babies starving. I'm always thinking, let's send them over a of formula or something. But as she completed the story, I was like, ah, oh, much better solution that Sternen had than what I had. My, my instincts were to feed them right now. But what he did is he went in and found the children who were not suffering from malnutrition and looked at what the mothers did differently, which in and of itself was a great idea. But then he took it one step farther. He had the mothers that were, what they were doing is they were collecting baby shrimp and and, um, and um, turnip greens and things like that to give to from the, the children. The,
1: yeah, from the rice patties.
0: Yeah, from the rice patties. So he was just buying these greens, whatever they could find to mix with them the other things that they were feeding, and those children were thriving. So what he did was he organized those women
1: yeah. to
0: teach the other women what they were doing. So now they became the experts, because they were the experts. We live in a society where people um, learn something, and they want to go tell you. <laughs> teach well, that's it. what but we're it was, doing here
1: today. Without, we're it sharing our, practice.
0: Right. Yeah, but, but what I'm talking about are people who go learn it without intellectually without... Practicing it. They're not really experts. They just read a good idea Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: they want to go teach it to everybody and as if they're an expert. He didn't do that. He, the real experts were the women. He just organized them so that they could teach what they knew best. And so the reason that I put that story at the beginning is people who read the concepts that I've written about, if they, um, if they apply those, then they can be for a while and have success. Then they'll be able to influence other people, who will influence other people, and that's how we change the world, right? Yes. By uh, that's how I can change the world. One person at a time. Not, not by changing everybody, but by having one person buy in, practice it themselves, mm-hmm. learn it, and then teach what they know to other people. So that's why I start with the story. I I don't have a degree in anything. It's like nothing in the in the realms of this. What makes me an expert is that I learned it. And I practiced it. You
1: lived it, and then I taught. It. I lived <laughs> that's it. right. Yeah, I lived and it. that's that experience. In experience, is the greatest teacher of all. It's it nice is. to read books. It's nice to have intellectual concepts of the mind and ego. But true learning comes from the heart and soul of life and feeling connected, feeling loved, giving love, sharing, and being a participant in life. So that's great. Sherry, you say that knowing your why is the crucial step or critical step in figuring out how to achieve the goals that excite you and can create a life where you thrive rather than just survive. And you and I know many people who are just surviving, they don't really delve into the Delve into the depth of their longings and and what they really want to do. So tell us about that.
0: Well, you know, to the the day the day to day work for personal development to grow personally, it takes habits, daily habits. Um, we have to have a good reason. If I want to, sometimes I like working out, but some days I'm not in the mood. I have to have a bigger why than I should go to the gym, right? I need yes. a reason. What am I looking for? Well. I have this vision of how much muscle I want and how lean I want and how strong I want to be and all the things that I want to do. And and all, by the way, I want to climb this mountain or go on this trip or take this trek, whatever it is. And so I've got to be fit for that. And it gives us an additional um reason to do the day-to-day work. So I offer several why's. One would be a big dreams list. To, you've got big dreams like climbing the mountain or taking the mm-hmm. trek. But then also we're trying to become a certain kind of person. And I know my integrity will grow as my disciplines grow. So I want to be true to the things I promised myself because I'm working on my character. So I offer a skill on how to do a personal constitution of who you're trying to be and, and who you value. And then we should make a difference in the world. We are here to serve. Otherwise, we're stuck on the planet. So I offer that maybe we need a mission statement. These aren't the only whys. Here's just a few whys of why you're going to do the work you're going to do because I have to be I have to be super good so I can get out there and make a difference, right? I have to be the best I can be
1: yes. in order
0: to really make a difference. In fact, the only re- way I can make a difference is by who I'm becoming. Mm-hmm. By me becoming something, I can make a difference, and it's the only way I can influence the people around me or anybody by who I am, not by what I say. Yes. So I need to become a certain kind of person. So those are all parts of the why. And then that's what gets you up in the morning. That's what gets you to the gym. That's what gets you to to meditate. That's what gets you to sit down and read for 30 minutes in your field. Whatever things you need to do to make your dreams come true, habitually, that's what keeps you moving is the big why. If we just do it as we're supposed to, yeah,
1: you also, it's not very
0: motivating.
1: Yeah, you also say all permanent change, and I've learned this too, is progressive over a long period of time. Right. This type of change requires patience and discipline, and it's the only type of change that is worthwhile and enduring. And, you know, I've had many students over the year, years, and at some point I always say to them to really become proficient or good in any area of life takes time, practice, and continuous effort. Maybe it takes 15 years to really hone your skills at any profession or trade or area of life that is meaningful to you. So don't expect success immediately, and don't get discouraged if things don't go the way you want on your first attempt. You you just have to keep going. Now, you mentioned um, you and Ken were married. And I I think you had six children.
0: Yep, six children.
1: I I remember yes, at one point you loved your four children, but you had two more later <laughs> on. I don't. I wasn't sure more. if there were four yeah. or six. So no,
0: there was four. I told a story about when we had four the despair we were in because of the poverty that we were in. Uh, we were just so living so far below the. I mean, we were. You know, we had a home and we weren't. We weren't like living on the street, but. We it were having hard. a difficult time making the bills, just the regular pay the, pay the utilities kind of thing and feed ourselves and, and we were discouraged and we were working very hard. We were both working. I mean, I, I was home with my children, but doing daycare. Kim was working sometimes two jobs. And uh then we still just couldn't make it. So that's why I tell that story with four children but But
1: you also uh, say that really your that marriage was loving, warm and romantic it and was. your family was thriving. It is. And who is Lily? Yeah, they are. You wanted to become the people that Lily admired. Who is Lily?
0: Lily's our granddaughter. Our uh, oh. the letter that our granddaughter sent to us and she said I want to be she sent to um Ken actually and she said me and all the girl cousins always talk about how we want to grow up and be like you and travel like you and have a marriage like you because our marriage is exemplary. People often look to us as and, and an example of a marriage that really works, which it is, sexy woman. And that's hard to accomplish. Yeah. That's, and it's that's not an
1: it's easy
0: challenge. The, it's the day-to-day habits that we chose and the way we tried to improve ourselves. That's how we did it. It's not anything magic. We, we have our priorities. And... Things that we were working on ourselves individually. Well, you have two people who are always trying to be better and yeah. trying to be better, working on themselves instead of trying to force the other person to change. Right. Then you're going to have success. You try to put pressure on the other person to change. Um, that's not going to be very helpful. No. In fact, when pe- when people do that, I think, or oh, I've been tempted to do. It. Let's say I've been tempted to say, "Oh." Maybe Ken should set this goal or do this thing, I think, oh who am I? <laughs> how do, who am I to say what he needs to do? No that's his business
1: spiritually guided people who come together have really the best kinds of marriage i I believe that to 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 really be true if you get into a marriage based only on money or profession or travel or home, you know physical material things it's not going to bring you to the place you're at because you you both were spiritually guided to improve yourself. And in my new book, A New Life Awaits, I address true happiness in many ways. And I wrote, the focus, because we're talking about getting to happiness ultimately, the focus has too long been simple. Just happiness. Some people will do anything to ensure their own happiness. Happiness is, however, the result of a purposeful life and realization of our human and spiritual qualities cheney weiner author of because this is your life writes you adhere to do amazing things in your life because you are a special person who has something of tremendous value to contribute to the world that is based on what is most important to you Do what inspires you most. Don't let other people be a dark cloud that stops you from realizing the glowing truth that's responsible in uncovering the magnificence of who you are. And don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what you're saying. That's what I knew Mm -hmm. as a child. And it has taken us far into this life. Now, what would you like people to remember after they read the book?
0: I, I think that the best message that I can leave for people that they can take away is whatever it is that you feel like you need to change, if you've had a relationship that needs some work or you think that there's things in the world that need to be affected, the only real change you can make is to change yourself, but it has a ripple effect and it work and you improve the world by just who you're becoming. And we're our own masterpiece. Who we're becoming it should be our ultimate um, goal. It sounds self-centered, but it isn't because the more we are, the more we can make a difference in the world. So that's where we start. You can do marches and you can stomp your feet and demand change. It doesn't work. You change you and very slowly and subtly there's a ripple effect and it changes the world.
1: Thank you. That's wonderful. I want to thank you, Sherry Sterling Fernandez, author of Life Mastery, for sharing ways to recognize our own personal power and the means to improve all aspects of our personal life through attitude, education, acceptance, and allowing the best of our spiritual gifts to move through us and guide us to our best version of ourselves. To find out more about how to improve physical, spiritual, relationship, education, money, vocation, lifestyle, and character, to purchase Life Mastery, and you can go and find out more about this at lifemasteryinfo.com, and the book can be purchased on amazon.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have explored the purpose of life, which is basically to be happy, and that is achieved within us when we recognize the power to create and manifest our most balanced and purposeful lifestyle, which can allow us to have love, family, prosperity, health, and a means to explore the world and nature in a way that provides deep gratitude and acceptance of life in all its unfolding dimensions and realities. Sherry tells us that when she told her dad about a new adventure, he was incredulous. He asked Sherry why she would want to start a new business at this point in her life. He expressed his strong opinion that she had worked hard and should drive around in her convertible, play with her grandchildren, and enjoy an easy life. And Sherry writes, There were many reasons I couldn't do that. The first is that I have a need to build and nurture. The second and more important reason is I have a mission. I believe strongly in the potential of humans, and I believe I have the ability to empower people to reach out and grow toward that potential. My mission was clear because 25 years ago, after much consideration, I wrote my mission statement. I have been using it to help me make decisions for all of these years. And this is my mission statement. I use all my knowledge, wisdom, and personal power I possess to empower others in their personal progression towards their infinite potential. And by the way, in Reiki training, uh, I am a Reiki master teacher who trains people. Uh, that is the mission statement. Oh, really? Of, of healing. Yes, that is what I read to them in the first class, so I love it. Sherry and I would have our listeners remember their childhood and the dreams and desires they expressed in their beds before going to sleep, and then remember how many seemed just so big and bold and undoable. But we both tell you those thoughts were not random, they came from deep within you, from your soul memory. And there are many around you in spirit and here on earth who are only waiting to see you rekindle the spark to excel and shine with joy and light and to fulfill your wildest dreams. It is all within reach when you ask for help and discover who you are as a divine soul of potential and possibility. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing From Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, spiritual, scientific healing and psychology fields, as well as legal and education and the arts and music fields offer help in learning to live our best and divine life paths. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.